When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One more sleep. Just one more sleep in the NRL season for 2023 kicks off. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Scrub Brandy, 17-man game, put in James Magnuson. The missile looking big, walking tall. But then the ups and downs of rugby league. You're a Bulldogs man and you see the vision yesterday. Luke Thompson injured at training and now out for the better part of the season. James, oh boy, it's mm. not a sign, is it, for the doggies? Not a sign? Look, I, this is an exclusive. I did field a call from Cameron Serraldo yesterday. He's asked me if I will wear the number 17 for the Bulldogs this season, so I'm just juggling whether I can I can fit that in with my other commitments here at SEN, at Tribe Gym. Uh, stay tuned on that one. Right, so James had a big night on the drink. So uh, there you go, so he's hallucinating. He's had a call from Cameron Serraldo. It, it was just a call centre from somewhere. No, it wasn't Cameron Serraldo. No, it's, it's terrible yeah. news. I mean, and there's been so many, um, you know, not necessarily all massively high-flying fly, uh, players. I mean, um, Dean Eremia at, uh, at Melbourne last week, knee reconstruction, you know, from the last trial. Mm. There's a number of players already Taylor going Taylor Maig, um, Young Dykes down at Cronulla, they're gone for the year. You know, like, uh, it's it must be incredibly disappointing. You put all that work in in the off-season, then in the last two weeks before the season proper kicks off, uh, the injuries happen. It's a, it's a foot injury of some kind, um, foot, ankle, surgery required, not good at all for Luke Thompson. That's where we start this morning, but... Uh, rugby league isn't the only story today. In fact, um, Ian Smith from SENZ, we love having Smithy on the program. Uh, New Zealand cricketing great. He'll be on because really, I think all sports fans, not just cricket fans, still um, basking in the glory of one of the great sporting events. Uh, the, the test match yesterday, New Zealand and England, and a one-run victory to the Kiwis. Now, James, I know you're not necessarily the biggest cricket fan in the world, but an appreciation for the magnitude of this when we talk about the number of test matches played um, all time. I mean, we're talking you know, two and a half thousand test matches and 150 years, and we have a one-run victory for what, only the second time, and, and what, only the fourth time that a team forced to follow on has come up with a win. It's an extraordinary feat. Crazy statistics there, Vossi. I think for me, it's a case of the two teams I love to hate. Which one do I hate more? Mm, probably uh, England. So it's a <laughs> it's a success for our uh, our friends across the ditch. Crazy statistic though: in over two thousand Test matches, four teams ever ever mm. have done it. New Zealand become one of those. Just an amazing victory that one. Well, well, the the fact of the matter is, um, the teams that had lost having enforced the follow-on the three previous times was Australia. It's nice to be joined by someone else. <laughs> England have now lost a test. They join Australia's record. We were the only ones that had ever uh, done that. But it was just absolute pandemonium. Now, something I will say with Smithy, and, and to our listeners now, I'm pretty sure you would have digested all that happened. 
But what proved to be the penultimate ball from Wagner to James Anderson, I'm calling it a wide. Ooh. I'm thinking this should have been a tied test. I mean, it was it was. Um, if if look, I need I need an umpire out there, and there'll be someone out there that can quote the rule book to me. But if a wide is a ball that you can't play with a normal stance, well, it's a wide. It was high, wide, and handsome down leg side, mm. and the umpire. <laughs> I think would have to know what the state of play is, that if he puts the arms out wide, scores would then be level. Well, I think he should have put his arms out and scores should have been level. I think the second last ball, as it proved to be, before James Anderson tickled one down the leg side, was a wide. We would have had another genuine tied test. What do you think about that on the... Hello, Moto. Motorola open line 1300 01 1170, text 0457 736 If you haven't seen it, Chase it up now. Have a look at the ball and you let us know, is that a wide? I'm saying it was a wide. Shouldn't have been a win by one. Scores should have been tied going into that ball that Anderson got out, James. Is that a controversial way to start? It's very controversial, Vossi. Do you think with this McMullen ball, we're going to see more close finishes like this? I think this is the way test cricket's got to be played. It's exciting to watch. The scores are higher. the, The run rate's faster. It's it's got to be the way forward for Test cricket. Oh well, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Ashes already. I mean, this Harry Brook, who got Player of the Series, by the way, the Englishman who got that yeah. um, magnificent 186 in the first innings. Yeah, you know, he scores at such an incredible rate. Um, great to watch. I think you'd have to think a rest in peace the follow-on. I mean, I, I don't know what like we. It's rarely. Um, it's rarely put into practice these days that teams are forced to follow on. Normally, if a team has a lead, they go back into bat and make you know the opposition then chase 500. This might be the last time you see a team forced to follow on, unless it was absolutely, you know, like team made 450 and you rolled the side for 86, you might send them mm-hmm. back in. Um, but I don't think you're going to see um, the follow-on um, too relevant in the modern game. It might be... It might now be done and dusted, but love to hear the listeners' thoughts on it. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. In fact, can anyone with a Kiwi accent, Jace, he's out there, former caller of the month. Jace, have we got many listeners with Kiwi accents? I think you're entitled to come on, and even if you don't have one, bung one on this morning and talk about your, uh, dare I say, New Zealand roots and your heritage being that you may have some New Zealand bloodline. Um, that if you're a Kiwi, come on the... Come on the show this morning and gloat, gloat. Yes, I think it's uh, I think it's appropriate. It's pretty extraordinary, and we'll have Ian Smith on the program now. Um, back to rugby league. Uh, oh no, sorry, sorry, we should probably stay on cricket because <laughs> just a reminder, we, we're so taken up by that. The third test begins today, Australia and India, James. Yeah, I've kind of lost interest crash? now, Bossy. Yeah, I've kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. lost interest. The the. Series is over as far as the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Mm. Pat Cummins isn't going to be there. I don't know. It's it's hard to be enthusiastic about it, particularly with rugby league starting. It's just taking up all my bandwidth. I can't. I can't be focusing on cricket. I can't. <laughs> well, I, I I think you've got to. You have to see. Surely things get better. Like what? How will social media handle if the first Australian gets out sweeping? Uh, oh. If we bat, and, and, and the sweep is uh, maintained in this third test. By the way, the SN coverage will start from 
Sydney time uh, this afternoon. So what's that in Queensland to our Queensland listeners right now? 1.30 uh, your time. We do have the captain's run on today uh, on SEN. Um, that is uh, Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp. But uh, yes, the coverage of the cricket on SEN. On the sweep, Steve Smith takes over as captain um, uh, today with Pat Cummins not there. And, and Steve Simmons as, uh, Steve Smith as captain averages 67.33 with a bat. A, as captain, that is his average. He has spoken with SEN about the use of the sweep shot. I think we need to listen. Where do you sit with the sweep shot? Not just for you, but just overall. I wouldn't say putting it away. I'm, there's probably the right and wrong time to, to play it. And the other day I, um, was probably the wrong time. I, I don't think in my... 94 or 95 tests that I've played, I've, I've walked off the field and I've actually just gone, what, what were you thinking there? Like, what, what was your game plan? Yeah. Um, so I was disappointed with that aspect, but, um, you know, I'm still learning as well. I've played a lot of cricket, but I've, I've swept Ashwin in the past. I swept him in Pune um, on a few occasions when I scored a second innings 100 there. So, yeah, maybe I was thinking too much about that rather than, than playing what was in front of me. Um, but that can happen and, yeah, I'll learn from it. Sounds like the door's still open for the sweep. <laughs> Can I just say, as far as, as far as the sweep goes, put the broom mm. in the cleaning closet, lock the door, mm. throw away the keys. It's done. The right. sweep is well, done. If, <laughs> well, if the ball's keeping low, yes, obviously. I, I still don't know. There's the same um, uh, the same wording was used by McDonald, Andrew McDonald, the uh, coach. They use probably the wrong time. Like, yeah, yeah. We probably didn't get it right. Why can't you just come out and say, we didn't get it bloody right? Like, what? we probably didn't get it right. We we probably did, it was the wrong time. No, no, no. It was it was the wrong time. Em- emphatically so. Some of his it interviews are quite frustrating. Andrew McDonald is uh is mm. very politically correct with his answers. He, he's, yes. Yeah, he sounds like he's running for government. Yes, yes. All right. So if you've got any words of encouragement, if you were there to... Um, we, we did throw it out at our listeners. If you go into the dressing room, um, Greg Bellamy style, uh, I think he got the number one vote. Gordon Ramsay got a vote to be in the dressing room. If you could address the Australian cricket team before the start of play in the third test, what would you say? Um, let us know. Now we go back to rugby league. Uh, Dylan Napa, um, we're told, the Roosters... Throwing him in the lifeline after things came to end uh, in uh, Catalans. Uh, team list Tuesday. Gee, it was exciting. Everyone, everyone oh, was, was waiting pumped. for it. Yeah. Bam, I'm listening to, to uh, Joel and Fletch, and bam, it hits four straight out of the news. The boys, it was like Christmas. And to hear the thoughts of Gibbo and Brooksy, the way they share it around, commenting all the teams. I mean, I could have listened all afternoon to the boys. It was just wonderful stuff. Hearing the lineups for the first time and... Yeah, you know, getting your teeth into it, then and then listening to Matty Rogers and and Scott Sattler um, on Sports Day talking about the teams. Anthony Milford's a story, isn't he? At the Dolphins, big time. Um, you don't make their first. You're like he's a he's a star signing, and he's not there for game one, and it has nothing to do with injury. What does that say about Anthony Milford? Yeah, well, Brayton Astor had a fair crack last night on three sixty. Jesse Bromwich was pretty scathing in in his comments about Anthony Milford, the, the same as Wayne Bennett. It really surprises me, Vossi, the amount of training these guys do, the amount of experts they have in and around a club when it comes to diet and nutrition, strength and conditioning, sports science, all those things. To turn up after a full preseason out of shape and unfit, I just I can't get my head around it. I, I don't know how it happens. And as a new franchise, you 
the type of players that the Dolphins have signed, right, are guys that set high standards at their clubs. They're obviously hard trainers, hard workers, both on and off the field. Anthony Milford doesn't quite fit the mould when you look at, you know, the Bromwich brothers, Felice Cafusi, all these players that they've signed to be leaders of the club. And then you, you look on the other side of, of the page and you've got Anthony Milford, who's mm. he's kind of been known for it throughout his career, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he can be a great player. I, I know it's getting on, but the 2015 grand final, he was the best player. On the big stage. I know they lost the Broncos, but he was the best player on the field. Should have got the Clive Churchill medal. Um, We'll read you Wayne Bennett's quote from the Courier-Mail a little later in the program. We'll also explore uh, more the Sydney Morning Herald poll results. Um, Just one I will throw at you. If the NRL introduces an 18th team, where would you want it based? Perth, resounding uh, favourite from the voting, 44%. P&G next, 16%. Wellington and New Zealand, 12%. So Perth, um, certainly the favourite running. Do you agree with that, James? 18th club? Um, you know, we're not sure when that will be, but 18th Oof. club, do you want Perth? Do you want uh, Adelaide? Do you want a PNG? Do you want another New Zealand team? Is there anywhere else we should be looking? I like Maybe the Central yeah. Coast. I, I think, Coast? Yeah, I think the Central Coast could do it. Perth, Perth would be fun for a boys' trip. I think that's why guys are voting. It's a weekend away from the misses. When your team plays in Perth. It's the chairman and CEO that are voting on that. Okay. And also, do you believe Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia represent a threat to the NRL? No. 80%, yes, 20%. So if they want to come and and raid, they can. Anyway, go to the phones. I'm pretty sure you want to... uh, uh, have a real crack at some of our topics today. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Your level of optimism will carry on that topic from yesterday, uh, yesterday about your team in the NRL. James Magnuson filling in for Brandy today. It is 17 after 6 in New South Wales, 17 after 5 in Queensland on the home of sport, SEN. Uh, okay, it is Vossi and James Magnuson, the missile. Uh, we need to make this part of the program official because we're going early. Hello, Moto. How good's that? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Check out the latest smartphones from Motorola.com.au. We put out the call. The Kiwis are coming out of the woodwork. Sparky has called in from New Zealand. He would be listening to us on the app, James. Say day to Sparky. Morning, Sparky. Are you basking in that glory after a great win? Good morning, Vossi. Good morning, uh, the missile, what a fantastic day. Sun's shining. Traffic is absolutely rubbish, but what a day yesterday. I tell you what, Test cricket is alive and well. Um, I went to three of the days. I didn't go yesterday. I went to the Friday, hour after work on the Friday afternoon. I went to the Sunday all day. That was some great viewing and an hour on the Monday. But um, there were just so many twists and turns yesterday. Like I, watched, I sort of had one eye on the cricket and one eye trying to work just so hard to focus on work because it was just so gripping. Um, but there were just so many events yesterday. There were drop catches. There were nicks that went through the slips or just short diamond or ducks, through the slip Diamond cordon. ducks. Harry broke out for a diamond, diamond duck. <laughs> suicide, exactly. Suicidal runouts like that. Um, you know, David Gow is a great commentator. I don't, I don't know what feed uh, commentary feed you guys get over there, but it was just absolutely fantastic to watch. It was free entry. Um so for all those who are queuing up early to get in, how good how good's that? And um, you know, it's only the second time in history a team's won by one run. So just unbelievable hey, scene. Hey Sparky, what's the sneaky way yep. of watching the cricket at work? Like what what sort of work do you do? And do you have do you have to sort of you know, 
keep it under the desk? Is it? Or you got a little earpiece in? Are you are you good at you know a bit of a smother? Um, how do you watch it? Well, there's the a bit of a couple of techniques. Yep, you can either smother your uh, your iPhone or whatever phone you got just under your shirt, or take your laptop, <laughs> uh, put it in a little, set up a little man cave in the office. Um, yeah, nice. No one's watching, but I was working from home yesterday because I just had to. But I mean, that last half an hour, I just had to turn my phone off and shut down my laptop because it was just so gripping to watch. And um, <laughs> sunny day at the basin, you know, it can't oh, get any better well. than that. And it'll be great listen to hear you. What listen to say. you, Sparky. Oh wow, how up are you this morning? Well done, mate. Thank you so much for calling. It's exactly the vibe we wanted to tap into this morning, James. Happy Kiwi. See, because we are the Anzac spirit. Like you said, you hate them both, but you don't hate New Zealand. You just like to beat them. But when mm. they're playing England, giddy up. Yeah, Get always New Get Zealand over England. Yeah, that's my that's my order of hatred. When it comes to rugby league and rugby <laughs> union, though, I really do hate New Zealand. All right. Say hello to Jace. We've, we've flushed him out. Jace is on the open line, James. Is this another gloating Kiwi, Jace? <laughs> Kia ora, <my> <laughs> Yes, definitely gloating missiles. Morning, Vossi. Um, yeah, I love that call from Sparky. That's uh, brilliant to hear it live over there in New Zealand. Um, I was the same here in, in Australia, working from home, watching on KO. Uh, actually, was also listening to Jimmy Smith, and he did a great little call there because he was uh, watching it all. Um, yeah, I've been listening to Dave Dovin on loop, um, yeah, oh, walking around parent. Walking around Jesus. Parramatta doing a doing a random hucker in the street. Uh, it's just been amazing. Nice. What a great nice. time to be a kid. So did, did you say you were, you were listening to Jimmy Smith um, yesterday, were you? <laughs> Jimmy, I Jimmy Smith? Listening. I was listening to Jimmy Smith. And, yeah. um, you know, he's on... Uh, it's, it, you don't have any sixes in your um, in your call sign, 1170. But, um, yeah, yeah Jimmy, Jimmy did a great yeah. call. All right. We'll finish it off. What did you have last night? Fish uh, for dinner? What did you have? Yeah, a bit of fish and chops. Um, yeah, good. I also good. Uh, like to um, get out and about for a couple of beers. But, um, no, it was awesome. Bossy and Missile, great day. All right, Jase. enough of that. Thank you. This is what we wanted. We, well, we put out the call. We want to hear happy Kiwis. And Jace is there. Sparky's there. Now to a sad bulldog. James, you better handle the next call. Morning, Bakes. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, Bakes. What do you got for us? Mate, I'm still optimistic. I'm not sad. Oh. Oh, yeah, about Luke Thompson. Yes, because I think he surely he's played his last game for the Dogs. He's off contract at the end of this season. Just can't carry him anymore. Just, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they bought him over, Vossian, about 800000 which was That's what we heard, yeah. yeah it's big like money for a front rower. Way too much. He's on big coin. Yeah. yeah, I can't big imagine coin. with uh, with with Gus at the reins that they'll keep paying eight hundred thousand for him. It may mean they get him at a cut price for next season. But I'm actually excited, Blake Bakes, because I think this makes way for Franklin Pele to come into the team. He's on the bench this weekend. I think he's a, a massive addition that, to the squad. Absolutely, that was my next comment. That's that's the plus side of it all. Okay, I, I just don't know whether the Bulldogs have the depth to be losing play like Luke Thompson. Well, not you know one of the best front rowers in the game. I mean, he's still valuable to the Bulldogs in that squad. I just don't know whether you've got the depth 
to uh, cater for those losses. I, I feel desperately sorry for any player though who trains all off season. You know, you just you know you're about to go and then you have your your season rubbed out. Bakes, you keep the faith, mate. Like James, keep the faith. You Bulldogs fans, you know you'll have your day. You will have your day. See how you go, Bakes from Panania there. Um, still hopeful for the Bulldogs. Uh, Jay the Bookman. Now, Jay from uh, Dimmicks at Rouse Hill. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Skull. He, James, his form has been a little up and down. I'm going to get you to look at your crystal ball. Do you think today is going to be a, a hit the money um, gag? Wednesday hump day. He's coming with the goods. Okay. Here we go, Jay. Fire up. Yeah, I've been doing some reading about medieval time, and it seems that whenever they travelled together and stayed in motels, Sir Lancelot and Sir Galahad always booked a room for two nights. Mm. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go to the news. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. We're here. Thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder about Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict. Pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. I put in my first tips uh, for the year. Uh, so, James, today after seven mm. uh, or after the top of the hour, you will give your top eight predictions and wooden spoon yep. prediction. Uh, Brandy and I did it yesterday. Have you caught up on the news? I, I've made a little adjustment to my Tigers prediction for the top eight. Yes, I've still got them in my top eight, but Oof. I'm not calling it a bus. I'm calling it the rickshaw. I've, I'm on the Tigers rickshaw. Okay? What's, a, what's <laughs> think, a rickshaw? Well, you know, like at the back, you know, going through, going through the streets of Hong Kong. I'm on a little rickshaw oh, with a man out yeah, front. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, Tigers yeah. rickshaw. Hop on it. Let's see how many we can get not on. Safe. You want to go there. <laughs> no, not safe. No, exactly, not safe. That's the, that's the little uh, metaphor. Uh, now, I'm currently. This is a text uh, from uh, Mike from Brisbane. I'm currently holidaying in New Zealand and went to a bar last night in Wellington. Um, talking to other drinkers in the bar, you would think they'd won the World Cup. Test cricket was the only topic of conversation. Great news for Test Cricket. Mike from Brisbane, currently in Wellington. Great text, uh, Mike, that will lead into our next guest. Also, this one on the New Zealand-England Test. It's great for Test Cricket, but we have to call it England's decision to enforce the follow-on was a very bad decision. They were only 226 runs ahead, not 426, with their aggressive batting, plenty of time to bat again. Well, let's get the thoughts of an absolute expert. He is one of the stars, if not the star, of SENZ. Our brothers, our sisters across the ditch, Mr. Ian Smith on the program. Good morning, Smithy. Vossy. Uh, this is like um, I, I do this uh, little interview with you. I'm still about 600 behind. I owe you so much, man. Uh, <laughs> now, you have lived a life in cricket. You have lived yep. and breathed it. Have you experienced or seen the like of the pandemonium of yesterday previously? I don't think so. I mean, I recall... Remember years and years ago, we couldn't get Mike Whitney out in the last over. Uh, that, that was uh, There was a lot of drama around about that at, at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, but uh, you know, all, only one result was possible, and that was us winning, basically, or the draw. But yesterday, of course, every result was still on the table, including the tie, um, which is such a rare thing. I mean, the drama, I think it's harder watching than it, than it is when you've, you've been, you're actually out there in it. You, don't, you, you feel... Yeah, you've still got to do your job. You don't quite get the sense because you might be a part of it. We're going to talk to Tom Blundell on our show in about an hour. Uh, of course, he was the keeper that took the catch uh, about the drama that he felt. Uh, but honestly, we needed it. New Zealand needed that result. Uh, we needed a test match like that. 
And it just emphasises the fact that, um, you know, a, a great game of test cricket you'll talk about a long, long time after you'll talk about a great game of white ball cricket. Ian, Brendan McCollum's been a revelation coaching the English team. Uh, he's got very aggressive tactics. Do you think this is a, this is the way forward for test cricket? Another super exciting match, high scoring, fast run rate. It, it just seems like a much better spectacle. Oh, look, it, it just is. It, it, it is for me anyway. I'm old too. I'll tell you, I just absolutely loved every second of the, the attitude that Brendan McCollum's team's got. Look, they're going to fall um, on their butts every now and then because you just can't cannot continue to try and score at five or six and over. Every now and then they're going to come up against a bowling attack, and I predict they will in the Ashes, <coughs> that isn't going to let them score like that every day. Uh, and they'll fall in a heap. Uh, but Brendan McCullum's philosophy is quite simple. It was the same when he was a white ball captain. Uh, he reinvented 50 over cricket because he didn't want to waste one delivery. You know, his theory was, look, we're out here, let's have some fun, and let's, every delivery, let's make it count. Well, Test cricket's the same, you know, uh, in terms of the way Brennan wants to play it. It's so hard. It's so hard to, to continue that kind of attitude for such a long period of time. But uh, Brennan can do it. Uh, Stokes has bought into it. And England have bought into it. And they're having a hell of a lot of fun. And look, uh, they'll feel a bit down about yesterday. It could have been another Test win for them. Would have made them, what, uh, 10 out of 11 or 11 out of 12. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, because of the way they're playing, they'll know they'll get another chance. We need to draw on your expert opinion. Ian Smith, our special guest, New Zealand Test Cricket, great. Um, the follow-on, the follow-on, is it dead? Like, you, you, you don't see it very often. Uh, we've had a, a, a caller text in just before we put you to air, Smithy, saying it was a poor decision. You know, you, you've got to be 400 in front, not 226. Do you think the follow-on is dead? I don't think it's follow-on's dead at all, no. I, I don't. Um, I, I, I think Brendan thought that New Zealand were down on confidence with their batting. Uh, he'd get one or two early uh, with his fresh old bowlers, if you get my drift, with Anderson and Broad. Uh, I think they thought they probably would strike. They didn't envisage uh, for one second that New Zealand would put on 149 for the first wicket at the second innings. Now, you know, you don't think that because they, they don't think that way, England. They're, they're not cautious anymore. You know, they just think, well, we'll get some wickets. So let's have the follow. We can finish this in a day and a bit. Um, you know, and it, it backfired on them way. But if you ask Brendan today, if you you know, or you ask Ben Stokes today whether they thought they did the right, uh, the wrong thing, they might say, well, the score might reflect that. But at the time, we didn't think so, and you know, we could have won the test. It, it, it's just that refreshing attitude. I don't think it's dead, Bossy. The only thing I will factor into this: you got a forty guy, a forty-one-year-old in July, Jimmy Anderson. Okay, he's legendary. He's been absolutely freakish. Uh, and Stuart Broad, I think, 37, 38. That's nearly 80 years of age in those <laughs> legs. <laughs> That's a, you know, when you ask them to go out and do it all again, uh, you don't really expect that you're going to be in the field for another day and a half, and uh, maybe a little bit longer. But, you know, that was the enthralling, uh, the enthralling part of it. You know, and you look back at moments, you look back at moments, you look back at decisions in any game of test cricket. Uh, but the only moment that really counted was uh, caught Blundell bowl Wagner, one short England. <laughs> Tough pickies. Yeah. Oh, what about the second last ball, Smithy? I, so I'm calling it a wide. Yeah. I, I, and, and maybe circumstances different, it's called a wide nine times out of ten. Would Did you think it was a wide? I mean, it was, I, I called it high, wide and handsome down well, the side. High, wide and handsome. There's a gentleman by the name of Rod Tucker standing in this test match. Now, you'd know Rod Tucker. Yeah. Because yep. he's one of yours. 
So, I mean, yeah. I, I, hey, and who am I? Who am I, Vossi, uh, uh, gentlemen in particular, who am I, to, as a New Zealand cricketer, to ever doubt the validity and the judgment of an Australian cricket umpire? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> was it a wide, Smithy? Was yeah. it a wide? Just quite I think it was. It was. It was wide. Tied test. Might have been tied a tie. Test. A tied yeah. test, Vossi, yes. I've got a question for you, Ian. So when... Uh, New Zealand and Australia, huge rivalry. England and Australia, huge rivalry. When the two play each other, most of us here in Australia go for New Zealand. If England was playing Australia in the Test, oh, let's say let's say the Ashes, who do New Zealanders uh, root for when when Australia plays England? Right, uh, I think England. I, I think England. Um, I think uh, I'd say seven out of ten England. Seven out of ten England. If you went down this. Uh, you win and say, uh, because I, I think we've got a closer affinity to England, and it's because you know, you've treated us, you treated us like little brothers for so long in Test cricket. Oh, it's I mean, time what, you moved on from the underarm incident, Smithy. It's it's good. time you moved on. No, though. it's over. I'm not even years. talking, Bossy. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that for years you'd sent your B team over here because we weren't good enough. Then you let us go and play our full team in your Gillette Cup for years, Bossy. This is before you were born, having said that. Uh, but uh, So I'm not blaming you for this one. But here's, it, it, it's just this ingrained sort of attitude. Uh, myself personally, of course, uh, having spent a little bit of time in the Fox commentary box uh, this season and the SEN commentary team, I, of course, Australia. I, I want Australia to win. Okay, there's a few texts here. I'll throw them at you, Smithy, just while you're on. Um, this one, morning, Cuzzy bros. I'm a Kiwi <laughs> by marriage, so I'm happy as bro. It's choice. Emptied my chelly bin last night before bed. Uh, there's a text <laughs> for you, Smithy. Um, this one, God, you would think the Kiwis won the America's Cup. Um, oh, so, we have done that. That is ours. Yeah, we have done. You've done that yeah. a few times. Uh, yeah. This one, boys, do the impossible. Try and find a Kiwi that actually lives in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, <there's, laughs> <laughs> We've got a great text line here, Smitty. We, we yeah, really and... do have a, a one. This one. I've never been to New Zealand, but I once had a Kiwi friend visit our family home when I was a kid and I ate Kiwi fruit. Gee, it's great to be a Kiwi after yesterday's result over England. So some are hopping on your, uh, <laughs> on your bus, bus so, this morning, Smitty. Yes. Now, would you like to re-ask me the question about who we'd, we'd really like to win between Australia and England? <laughs> no, you can stick it in your pipe and smoke it, Smitty, to be quite honest. <laughs> Hey, go the Warriors. You have a great show today. I mean, but oh, seriously, as a sports fan, um, yeah. doesn't get much better. And your first comment was so pertinent, so true, that that finish, doesn't matter how many, you know, last ball games you have in a white ball game, shortened form of the game, nothing beats Test cricket, The, the how good yesterday was. Nothing. It is nothing uh, pu- it. It's the purest form of the game. And when you see a result like that, as I said, uh, they'll be talking about that round coffee machines and bars in uh, New Zealand uh, for a long, long time. And even in England, they'll be disappointed, but not disappointed in the way they're playing. And they know they've got the hell of a series coming up, the Ashes. I can't wait. Good on you, Smithy. Thank you for coming on the program. Cheers, gentlemen. Have a great remainder of your show. And I'll start mine shortly. Yeah, good on you guys. Well done, Ian Smith. There you go, James. So he's backed it up. He's given you honesty. Kiwi, yeah. 70%, I think, was the number he put on it. Yep. England to beat Australia. Well, I think I've England changed my mind now. Obviously, I'm going for England when they play in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Go to hell, New Zealand. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Have your say right here on the Hello Moto. Motorola open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 70 The Kiwis are coming out of the woodwork. Michelle Bishop in just a moment with a 
first sports update of the day and a little bit of Teamless Tuesday review. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.